10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is November 2nd, and we're going to get started with this um, talk about the premium. So, as you all know, uh, that um, our ETH is a token that you can mint through the Rocket Pool contracts on rocketpool.net, stake.rocketpool.net, or you can also buy it on the secondary markets because it's just a standard token in Ethereum. So, it means you know you can go to Uniswap or other exchanges like Balancer, etc. You can swap ETH or other tokens and get our ETH in return. Now, over the last few days, well, over the last few months even, the deposit pool for um, our ETH has been full. So there's no ETH that you can put in there. And when that is full, there's this little um, opportunity that comes up called the ARB, where you can start up a validator and mint some... Um, start up a validator and take some ETH from the deposit pool, which opens up some space which means that you can then mint our ETH and sell it on the secondary market if it's trading at a premium and keep the difference. Now a lot of people kind of wait for this premium to emerge before they spin up or um, you know change their validators from uh, mini pool 16s to LEB 8s and what what happens is that they want you know to get their gas fees and there have been moments in the past as well where you could potentially get up to a few hundred dollars worth of ETH in return um, of setting up a new validator. So people kind of wait around for this to happen and it's great. Sometimes, however, especially like after after um, Shanghai and Atlas, uh, now people can withdraw their validators. And when you withdraw the validator, there's 32 ETH in each validator, you'll get eight or 16 ETH of that back. The other eight or 16 um, ETH, sorry, 24 or 16 ETH will end up um, in the deposit pool and there's also like a buffer. But um, nowadays it's just ending up in the deposit pool. So what's happening is that the deposit pool is going over the 18,000 limit. Now, when it goes over the 18,000 limit, you can't do the ARB that I just described because there's no space in the deposit pool to mint new RETH. So the only way that you can get um, the deposit pool back down to 18,000 ETH, which is you know the sweet spot for the ARBing, is if people start lots of validators without um, ARB, like caring about the ARB. Uh, that's one way. Or the second way is if people go to the deposit pool and burn their RETH and get ETH back in return. So those are the two ways that you get it back to 18,000. However, um, as there's demand for our ETH um, and, and there's no space to mint it, then people just go and buy it on Uniswap or other, other places. And then that makes our ETH more valuable on the secondary market um, than like it's peg, basically. Um, so right now the peg of our ETH is supposed to be um, 1.088. And it's actually trading this morning on um, secondary market at 1.093, pretty much. So that tells you that there's a 0.45% premium. Now, this premium has been building in the last couple of days. And the reason for that is, of course, a big whale exited their validators a couple of days ago. And that put, I think, 6,000 extra, well, at the time, like eight or 9,000 extra ETH into the deposit pool. That now that now has gone down to 6,000. So overnight, you know, people were here talking about how the the premium is growing, like it hit 0.45%. Um, uh, 
and then you know Duke here said the premiums rising so fast and then um and then um people were just kind of talking about that for a while and nobody really knew what was going on with that but it turns out the reason why the premium was rising was because of this new service called uh, Prisma that launched. So Prisma is very similar to uh, Liquity and Gravita, which protocols you might be aware of. Um, it's basically um, you deposit your liquid staking token like Gravita, and in return you get um, MKUSD, which is their stable coin that you mint um, and then they have a minting fee uh, like an admin fee kind of like Gravita and Liquidity do and then there's interest free um, after that so um, here Tetranode had a tweet about it this morning saying there's some unbelievable math coming from Prismafi nearly 150 million MKUSD minted even with the interest rate at 1% the protocol can print 1.5 million dollars a year not even counting the 0.5% minting fee um, the yield farming interest is still in double the triple digits uh, will it keep going so then there's a screenshot of the different uh, tokens that they're accepting and the amounts that they're accepting so here we have uh, lido's wrapped eth which is uh, which has a hundred million dollar mint cap and at the time of the screenshot it was it was fulfilled out and then with our eth they had a 60 million dollar mint cap uh, which 22 million was uh, used with cb eth they had 7 million and 5 million was used and with um, Frax's ETH SFRX ETH um, they had a 33 million dollar cap and 17 million had been had been minted so um, since that time you know the, those amounts have gone up quite a lot let me see if I can um, get their app and that's okay but yeah and since that time it's gone up it's gone up quite a lot let me see, actually here it is there's vaults Let's see what it stands right now. So yeah, with um, with our well, the Lido's wrapped ETH has gone up to a hundred percent. Our ETH is at around fifty percent. CB ETH is a hundred percent, and um, SFRX, SFRX ETH is almost a hundred percent as well. It's at like ninety. Um, something percent 95 six percent so um, there's a lot of like APR to get like you know with with our ETH you can get 95 to 190 percent um, APR and the way that works is you deposit your our ETH into their vaults you you mint it and then you get you get rewards so um, what why what has this got to do with the premium right so the premium of course you know as the day went on the premium just like got um, higher and higher 0.47 and then 0 0.63 uh, people are like what's going on like why is this happening and then um, we started figuring out that it was to do with the, the Prisma launch and here is the crux of the argument so um, Prisma said we're thrilled to announce the Prisma that Prisma that's the Prisma token the Prisma governance token is live now on Ethereum mainnet then there's an address and it says the future of LST5 is here so I think what's happening is that people are trying to um, they're buying our ETH on the secondary market because it's one of the few um, vaults that Prisma have that's not full yet. And then they are depositing it into Prisma with the idea that they will um, they will uh, get some Prisma tokens and they will also be able to um, restake their uh, MKUSD and uh, get boosted returns 
with some of the integrations that I will tell you about now. So um, to kind of explain what was going on with this, we had a couple of people from the DeFi Dad podcast. Um, we had Nomatic first, who says um, that um, when Prisma launched, the reason, the thing that made it special was that it had the full backing of Curve, Convex, and Frax at launch. It's one of the few and maybe only LST to launch with a VE token model. They, it's not really LST, but like that's fine. Um, it says they. Their boosted it's a stable coin. Um, their boosted pools were pretty insane at launch, and their MKUSD pools are still very attractive with all the incentives. It's a pretty amazing launch strategy. This is also a plug, but we hosted them on our podcast. So that's Nomatic, one of the hosts of this podcast. Um, and then we also had um, DeFi Dad, another co-host of that podcast, who came on and said um, that you know one of the things that made them so big is they had very big backers like Convex co-founders, CoinGecko Curve, and they've got a long track record in Yearn and other early DeFi OG projects. And the team is really adept at building and marketing to DeFi DGENs, the kind into Frax and who like bribing. And then Prisma is the first LST Fi uh, to implement VE tokenomics. So all the Prisma is getting staked, unlocked for 52 weeks or minted for um Curve X Prisma and earning 500% on Convex. Um, and he says the timing is pretty nuts right now. So I guess the timing, what uh, DeFi Dad was alluding to here was the, um, you know, the very potentially early days of a bull market and um, what what's happening with that. So that is, um, that's kind of what's causing it all to pop off. And then um, finally, you can see here that this is where the premium has peaked at 0.927%. Now, if this premium was arbable, which it's sadly not by um, node operators, they'd be getting around 0.24 ETH per uh, LEB8 that they launch. However, just because this is not arbable by um, node operators, it is, however, arbable by um, R ETH holders. Now, if you are an RETH holder and if you are in a jurisdiction where um, tax issues aren't too much of a problem for you, um, you could be getting around three um, to four months worth of rewards by swapping your RETH back into ETH and then uh, waiting for this uh, madness potentially to uh, <laughs> go over and then you could get uh, buy back into RETH a premium uh sorry a, a peg which means that you know you would you would be making like a few months worth of rewards now the cost of this is that you know you might not go back to peg for a while and it might stay at a premium for the like for a few months however the higher the premium goes the more you know risk um adjusted the return makes sense because you know if it's two percent then that's six to eight months worth and you're pretty much guaranteed that the uh, premium will go away in that kind of time right so you've got to think about whether or not the rewards will be worth it in that period of time but yeah this has definitely had a lot of the rocket pool uh, community kind of a buzz today and <laughs> really scratching their heads one of the interesting things that came up earlier in the day was someone longed the re3 ratio and I was like, what is this person doing? Like, why are they doing that? But it's turned out to be like a really um, smart uh, strategy because if you know that, you know, there's not much demand for our ETH, sorry, not much uh, availability for our ETH and a lot of demand for our ETH, then the premium will develop. And if you can loop or, you know, fold that a certain number of times, uh, there's a chance that, you know, you could really get outsized returns on, uh, on that trade. So that was um, something really fascinating. But... 
I'll stop talking about Prisma and their launch right now, but um, they did they did a pretty smart job, so kudos to them. Okay, so next we have news of uh, Rocket Pool's community call that took place today. Um, it took place a few hours ago, and um, this was a call with Equilibria. Um, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to listen to the call, so I really have no idea what was talked about in this call or not. Um, however, you know, Jasper and um, Mav hosted people from the Equilibria team, and they were able to, um, I guess, share some information about what they do. Um, also, this is a reminder that tomorrow, um, which is um, at 8 a.m. Eastern time, um, we'll have an AMA with Nethermind and they're going to be talking about um, Rocket Pool's growth today and plans for the protocol's future and I think they'll be talking about the the tokenomics uh, post that we talked about in yesterday's episode so um, give that a, you know give that a listen if you want live but then with this um, community call with Equilibria you can actually um, you can uh, start um you can listen to the recording of it if you wanted so that's uh that's pretty good um the viewing the listening figures for that were actually quite astonishing i'm just having a quick look over here you know the the call with open ux was 73 people and the call with equilibria was 1.5 thousand people which i'm quite surprised by because you know normally the calls get like you know 100 to 200 people but that was that was a whole lot of people so i'm kind of wondering where all those people came from but hey welcome <laughs> okay next we have this update from Shifrin, who of course is the grants and um grants management committee um admin and this is a treasury report for the month of uh, october and he says hello everyone the gmc has received one inflation payment this period which is 2717 rpl this was the first month the gmc converted 20 percent of the inflation to lusd read about the treasury diversity decision here and then there's a link to the um um well, I think they're supposed to. Oh, there is a link, but no one's clicked it yet. It says here's a link to the treasury sheet, which you can have a look at as well. This is the headline numbers for the GMC activity in October are as follows, and we have started the month with um, forty nine thousand five hundred ninety RPL. Uh, we received uh, two thousand seven hundred seventeen. We paid out uh, five thousand four hundred and seventy RPL. We uh, paid out. Um, 543 rpl into lusd the total outflows were 6013 rpl and the funds at the end of the month were 4600 no sorry 46294 rpl and of course um, for, on top of that we also have um 10531 um, LUSD, so you could just call that dollars. So Shifrin ends with saying the GMC paid for ten grants, one bounty, and six retrospective awards in October. So good job, thank you for sharing that, Shifrin. Okay, next we have um, this news from Val. He says, "Do you want to help?" There's three votes. That would love some review and governance. You don't need to be an expert in these subjects. In fact, it might be better if you're not. Hoping to go live soon. So if we have a look, then we've got uh, the budget update. We have the vortex for the staking re rework proposal. And we have um, a vortex for deposits under the minimum. So those are three votes that um, Val said that he wanted to go live today. However, I don't know whether they will be going live today. Maybe soon. But... Um, 
those are three votes that are coming up. Um, I will be making a post in governance today um, talking about how I intend to vote for these three votes before the vote goes live. If anyone wants to um, delegate to someone else or if they want to delegate to me before that, I guess um, that that is also an option for them. But I'll be making that statement um, hopefully in the next little while and then uh, people can vote with that in mind so before the vote happens. Okay, and then finally, um, we have some news out of the Nordset team who are branching out. So uh, Wanda here had a post saying, hello everyone, we're thrilled to announce that we're working hard to enable our community to provide validation services for vaults on Stakewise. This represents the first official opportunity for Nordset operators to earn more from their partnerships we're developing across the ecosystem. We hope that you're excited as we are to support Stakewise version three, a permissionless protocol that further strengthens Ethereum's decentralized staking ecosystem. The Nordset community is well positioned to provide vault owners with the decentralized infrastructure that they need to secure and differentiate their offerings. So we believe there will be many opportunities for our community on Stakewise in the future. If you're a node operator, make sure you check out the Stakewise channel and for more details on how to prepare to take advantage of these opportunities. As for Liquid Stakers, our partners who power their vaults with NodeSet will be offering their own incentives and special arrangements to entice deposits. Um, we expect to launch our first vault partnership sometime in December. That's really exciting. And we'll be releasing more details on the unique advantages of this particular opportunity soon. So if you're if you're a DeFi project, DAO, nonprofit, etc., considering a Stakewise version three vault, please contact us if you're interested in decentralizing your vault. Nordset can take care of your infrastructure needs with little effort from you. Tomorrow, um, at Thursday, so this happened already. Nick will be on the panel to chat about the opportunity. Um, Stakewise version three represents the node operators and DeFi in general. So that is um, really interesting news that's coming out of NodeSet. You know, we've known for a while that they'll be developing other partnerships past Rocket Pool. I still think that Rocket Pool is going to be like the bread and butter of NodeSet, at least you know for the for the foreseeable. But hey, um, they'll be launching first with Stakewise, right? Because Stakewise is getting into position to enable that potentially as early as December. So I'm really curious to see what that's going to look like, how that's going to look, and um, it looks like they'll be needing more node operators very soon. Um, it's amazing that, you know, they've got, they're going to have about 100 node operators signed up soon um, with potentially many more coming online um, not long after that. So that's really exciting. Um, congratulations to Nick and Wanda for that. I'm really excited to see what they come up with. So on that note, I'm going to end today's episode. Thank you all for watching, listening and being part of the Rocket Fuel community. And I will see you all tomorrow. Bye.